Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Hi, I'm Jen White, and this is Reset. Coming up, a new colleague from our sister station, Vocalo, drops by to give you some tips on things to see, hear, and eat this weekend. You know, it's a place you can take your kids out to. It's a place you can take your friends to. It's new to the city, so it's not just a site for tourists. It's a site for everyone here, for all residents. But first, the Trump administration just tightened up the rules for who can get SNAP benefits or food stamps. The changes only apply to able-bodied adults under age 50 with no kids or other dependents. But that still could affect tens of thousands of people here in Illinois. WBEC's Odette Youssef explains the rationale behind the changes. So I think it's really telling to look at the um, headline, I guess, that was on the release that the U.S. Department of Agriculture put out yesterday announcing the rule change. The headline was USDA restores original intent of SNAP, a second chance, not a way of life. So as this is alluding to, this work requirement has actually been in effect since the mid-90s. This was part of the Welfare Reform Act that Bill Clinton signed when he was president. It was interesting, Jen. I went back and I watched the old YouTube video mm-hmm. of when um, the signing ceremony took place. And former President Clinton kept on ta- referring to people as being, quote, trapped on welfare, trapped on welfare. OK, so the idea at that time was that people were perhaps taking advantage of benefits like SNAP. They were not working when perhaps they could have been. And so what this rule change does is it really sort of harkens back to the reasoning of that time, which is that um, there are people out there that could and should be working self-sufficient, but instead they're taking advantage of the system and they're relying on these benefits. You spoke with folks over at the Greater Chicago Food Depository where their goal is to end hunger in our area. What did they have to say? Yeah, the person I spoke with was Sophie Milam. She's the Senior Director of Public Policy at the Greater Chicago Food Depository. And I just straight up asked her, are we going to see more people go hungry in Illinois? I think we will definitely be seeing more people struggling to put food on the table. You know, this is definitely a a program that for this particular population of able-bodied adults, they don't qualify for a lot of um, assistance programs. SNAP is one of the few assistance programs available to them. And so now the, you know, the reality is, is that we're taking away their food assistance. That's not going to help them find work. It just means that now they're struggling to find work and they're struggling to put food on the table. So there is a work requirement for some SNAP benefit recipients. But in past years, many states received waivers. How did that work? Yeah, and Illinois has for a long time been one of those states. The way it works is that every year states can submit a a waiver application to the federal government saying, look, you know, we've got several counties or several areas where um, there just aren't enough jobs or where the unemployment rate is really high. Um, And so you can't reasonably expect these folks to find jobs. And so for a long time, the whole state of Illinois actually had a waiver to this work requirement. Um, But we started to see that change in 2018 because that year, uh, for the first time in about a decade, Illinois had to exclude one of its counties from that waiver. Um, That was DuPage County because the unemployment rate was too low there. 
And so in order to maximize the amount of the state that did get the waiver, it had to exclude DuPage County. Well, the last time you and I spoke about this, Mm -hmm. Jen, which was just last week, we learned that for 2020, Cook County, the most populous county in the state, was also not going to be included in the waiver. And so everybody was sort of gearing up for this huge change that's supposed to take effect on January 1st, which is to figure out how 50,000 people who are going to be affected by this in Cook County alone are going to be able to um, either get work or retain their food stamps or get exempted to this work requirement. Well, now with this new rule change, we're talking about as many as 140,000 people serviced by Illinois Department of Human Services office all over the state potentially needing to fulfill this work requirement as well as soon as April 1st. That's WBEZ's Odette Youssef, and we're talking about a new Trump administration rule that could cause nearly 700,000 people across the country to lose their SNAP benefits, also known as food stamps. The rule would touch people in all corners of Illinois, and it goes into effect soon, April 1st. Coming up in about 10 minutes on the show, we continue our series, Closing the Gap. Today, two medical professionals on the front lines of contraception care. Tell us about some of the barriers women face in accessing contraceptives and what's being done about it in the Chicago area. Stay tuned for that. Odette, Illinois' Democratic Governor J.B. Pritzker had some strong words after this rule was announced. And in a statement, he said, quote, President Trump is now resorting to the ugliest possible tactics to distract the American people from his impeachment and gen up support from the far right, denying food to the most vulnerable people in our society. This is cruel, and my administration has fought him at every turn. Odette, what else did he have to say? You know, I feel like that's really the thrust of what um, the governor had to say. We got more information really from the Illinois Department of Human Services, which is tasked with actually enforcing this rule. And one thing that they have been noting is that while the federal government is making these changes to tighten the work requirement, it's not providing additional funding to help people meet the work requirement. And so, you know, something that that could look like is more federal funding for so-called SNAP employment and training programs. These are programs that are geared to help people be workforce ready. You know, there's no funding for services such as transportation coming with this, which could be quite critical in particularly rural areas of the state where public transportation may be lacking and people may not actually have the physical means to get to jobs. That has been a big issue for the state when it comes to enforcing this. It's going to be a huge bureaucratic lift, and there's no extra money to enforce it. You also spoke with an expert on state and federal issues related to the SNAP program, and he highlighted another aspect of the rule change that actually relates to how state economies will be affected. Let's take a listen. SNAP has always been very responsive to economic trends. When lots of people lose their jobs and lose their income, they need a temporary assistance putting food on the table and SNAP's there to help them, this rule eliminates that option. And so SNAP will not be responsive to recessions, and recessions will hurt more for low-income people losing jobs because they won't be eligible for more than three months of SNAP benefits under this rule. So, Jen, that was Ed Bolin. He's the senior policy analyst at the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities, which is a nonpartisan uh, sort of group that helps states figure out how to apply for waivers. And what he's talking to is another aspect of this rule change that hasn't been widely discussed, which is that it's going to really change how um, states are able to respond to recessions. In the past, when a recession has hit and there's been a sudden spike in unemployment, states have been able to use those quick turns in unemployment numbers to apply for um, a waiver from these work exemptions. 
that has gone away. So states are going to have to wait for a much longer periods of time uh, before they have the data that they can use to demonstrate that they need this waiver from the work requirement, which means that the recessions are going to be felt for a much longer period of time in states before they get the help. So what's next? Do we expect any legal challenges to the rule? I am not aware of legal challenges, and the experts I spoke with didn't say that they had any knowledge of any. I think many of them are hopeful that there will be. But in the immediate future, we're looking at um, sort of a battery of frontline service organizations such as healthcare providers, mental health care providers, food pantries, all of these agencies that interface with the people that are going to be affected uh, by this are going to have to learn how to properly screen people to figure out if they are going to be exempted from this work requirement. Perhaps they actually are disabled, which it turns out that a high proportion of these so-called able-bodied individuals actually are not able-bodied, they're going to have to find out if perhaps they even have children. And so we're going to see a huge effort to try to get as many people exempted as possible and for the rest of them, get them into work training programs or volunteer opportunities or educational opportunities that will meet the requirement. That's Odette Youssef from WBEZ's Race, Class, and Communities Desk. Odette, thanks. Thank you. Stefan Biko, also known as Biko, is the man behind the web-based hip-hop and R&B station Illinois Radio. Now, next month, he becomes our colleague when he officially joins our sister station Vocalo as the midday host. Well, we hear he's a man in the know, so we figured he'd be perfect for our See, Hear, Eat segment. Stefan, welcome to Reset. Oh, my God. Your voice is just amazing. (laughs) That was Thank you for that was just a warm welcome. Thank you, Jen, so much. I appreciate that. But we're so excited to have you here. Tell us a little bit more about what you'll be doing on Vocalo. I'm going to bring some great things that I have in store. I don't want to give too much, but uh, you can definitely expect uh, me pretty much building with the community, continuing to spotlight Chicago, putting people in the right positions as far as giving opportunities, shining light. Like I said, spotlighting the talent that we have here in Chicago and uh, good music. All right. That sounds good to me. Now, I think our shows are on at similar times, so I won't be able to listen very often, but that's okay because... I will find a way to make that happen. I got to do the same. I know. I know. We'll take days off eventually and, you know, listen to each other's shows. But when you're hanging out in Chicago, what do you want to do when you're making weekend plans? Well, I'm a family man. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when I like to actually go out and, and hang out, I like to enjoy events, music. I'm a big tastemaker within the Chicago music scene. So I just like to experience R&B, hip hop. I love to just meet new people, have fun. Yeah. Well, at this time of year, convincing yourself to go out, I don't know about you, but for me, it's hard. I just want to hibernate. But I think you've got some good recommendations for us. So we'll start with things to see. And you have a recommendation for us in the West Loop. Tell us about it. Yes, I do. It's called Time Out Market. Time Out Market just opened its doors. It's located in Fulton. It's 50,000 square feet, which is huge. And it's filled with um, 18 kitchens. 18. Which means there's a lot of food there, a That's lot of fine. chefs. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's a variety of food there, ranging from Asian cuisine to your burgers to your pizza to steaks. Okay. Just, just a wide variety of pretty much everything that Time Out would talk about on their site. They pretty much just brought it together as one mm. under this 50,000 square foot space. And um, it also has three bars and from what I see, an amazing rooftop. which I want to visit. I want to visit this place and try the steaks. I love steaks, so (laughs) I got to visit it and and 
get my eat on. So this Friday, their holiday edition market kicks off at five, and there's some specials going on. But it sounds like a place is pretty family friendly. Yeah, you know, it's a place you can take your kids out to. It's a place you can take your friends to. It's new to the city, so it's not just a site for tourists. It's a site for everyone here, for all residents. So lots to eat, but also plenty to see. Now, your next recommendation is right up my alley, the Emporium Arcade Bar. Tell us all about that. One of my favorite spots in Chicago. I love this place. I've done several events at this spot. Emporium is pretty much arcade and bar and venue. So you get to go in this place for free. Okay. You know? It's no cover charge. Uh, you can enjoy some drinks. You can enjoy a wide variety of beers. They have a huge beer selection, huge whiskey selection, if that's your preference. Mm-hmm. The games there are insane. It ranges from arcade games like NBA Jam. They have the Terminator game. They, they have a lot of games you'll have fun Do with. Do they have the classics? Because I'm kind of a Pac-Man. Oh, I was just going to say that. I was going to get to that. Pac-Man, pinball. They, got, right. they even have Mrs. Pac-Man for you. Okay. <laughs> Rocking uh, the bow. I like ski it. Ball. They have, uh, oh, the ski ball. Oh, I love ball. ski ball. Okay. Okay. And they recently added pool tables as well. So, you know, if, if you want to enjoy drinks, games, they have that. And then occasionally you'll also experience DJ mixes or live performances. It's an amazing spot for those that like to have fun. And there's a few different locations. There's one in Wicker Park, one in Logan Square, and one in Fulton Market. Okay, now let's turn to, you. I think, your area of expertise. You have yes. some recommendations for what we can hear this weekend, starting with a concert at the United Center on Saturday. Who's playing? <sighs> this is some legendary stuff, you guys. <laughs> Erica Badu. Yes. Dallas, Texas native. She will be in town. Saturday at the United Center. You know, her specialty is soul, R&B. And yes, she has the MC skills that you'll like as well. Queen of R&B soul, I should add to that. And um, she's going to be partnering up with one of the legendary MCs himself, known as Nas. Uh-huh. Those two will be together at the United Center putting on an amazing event. Um, so if you're interested in that, definitely head to Ticketmaster or wherever you purchase your tickets, head there and um, grab those tickets to see these two legends because it's it's going to be a memorable event. So tickets start at 59. The concert starts at 8 p.m. Gates open at 7 and that's at the United Center this Saturday. And I've seen Erica Badu in concert several times. She puts on a heck of a show. Wow. She really, really does. OK, now you have a listening session actually this time at the Harold Washington Cultural Center. Taronda Jones. Tell us about her. Yeah, so Taronda. For those that don't know who she is, if you've ever seen Empire, she's Cookie's assistant. That's who Tehran, that's, yes. So she plays Portia, but Uh off of Empire, her hobby is rapping. And man, she's phenomenal. I've heard several songs from her. She'll catch your ear like that. And you wouldn't even think that that's the position she play off the show. Like Uh she's an actual amazing MC. She's having a show at uh, the Harold Washington Cultural Center. So listening session is a couple people starring on that list. I know one of them is Jujilla, which is one of my favorite MCs to watch here in, from Chicago as well. Tickets for that event, they're free if you're 17 and under. Nice. And early bird tickets are, I want to say, about $15. Okay. And VIP is about $40. All right. So that's Taronda Jones at the Harold Washington Cultural Center, Saturday, starting at 7. The new album from her is hashtag WTSH. And there'll be some special music guests along, Jay Rigg, Jujilla, Sharice Coaches, John Blue, and Tim Streets. And there's actually a portion of the proceeds will be donated to provide Christmas gifts for families who are experiencing homelessness. And that goes to the Olive Branch Mission. So 
really cool event there. Now let's turn to, I have to say, this is probably my favorite part of the conversation, things to eat. (laughs) And your first recommendation for us is out of Hyde Park. Tell us about the Soul Shack. So, uh, ooh, I couldn't get it out of course. <laughs> you had a moment. Yeah, I had a moment. I was just thinking about how good the food was when I had it. But uh, Soul Shack is actually located in High Park on 53rd. And I remember seeing this this uh, restaurant go viral on Twitter. I just saw the name. I saw, like, you know, how they put up a presentation of the food. Uh-huh. It looked good. A lot of people I know attended there and said they loved the food. So I tried it out. I went there, and uh, I tried their smothered chicken. Mm. Smothered fried chicken, I should add. Delicious. Uh, They also have short rib. I love me a good short rib. (laughs) Trust me. Yeah. What about the sides? Because so often, you know, people sometimes will just go for sides if the sides are really good. What's good? I would have to say I would give it a thumbs up. You know, I I enjoy me some macaroni and some yams. You know, and uh, some green beans. You know, you got to throw your greens in there. I definitely enjoyed it. Now, I must say, um, for the price, they give you enough. Okay. You know, it's in Hyde Park. Mm -hmm. So for the price, they give you enough, and it's definitely worth the buy. All right. Now, you also recommend a taco place called Jaime's. Tell us about it. So Jaime's is actually very unique because it's actually a taco truck. Ooh. Yes. Okay. And I don't think you'll be able to find this place on the net. But what I can tell you is it's located on 83rd and South Shore. You'll see a taco truck right there. I'm trying to tell you guys some of the best tacos I ever had. Man, big shout out to Jaime. He let me try one day and I've been hooked. Now, one of the questions we always get from people is, you know, people talk about meat a lot, but are there vegetarian options for people if they want to try stuff there? You know, I think we should actually put that out in the air more because... Yeah, there's no vegetarian <laughs> options there. It's all meat. <laughs> I mean, you could probably make a, an option yourself. Tell uh-huh. them, let me get, you know, a taco with just onions and lettuce and uh-huh. cheese. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But, yeah, majority oh. is just chicken, it's... steak, jerk chicken, and shrimp. Jerk chicken? Yes. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, trust me. Okay. Jaime's Tacos. All right. The Soul Shack. But then you also have a name that's, I think, very familiar to Chicagoans, Harold's. But this is this is part of the, the conversation about Harold's. It's which Harold's? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. So don't laugh at me. Okay, uh, first, I'm going to mention one. I know people are going to be like, wait, what? So <laughs> I'm going to take it back to Hyde Park. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go to the 153rd at Hyde Park. I like them. I, I said I like. I, I, I like there's them. No ju- I'm just sitting here listening. <laughs> you like, you're not giving your opinion. I don't blame you because nope. this is a tough topic to talk about. But, you know, the one in Hyde Park catch a lot of slack sometimes. But, yes, I eat there. Good peoples, good chicken, good, you know, just 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 good overall. But my favorite uh-huh. on 87th, right off the expressway. Okay. Man, even though the place can be packed and it may take about 30 minutes to get your food, trust me, the way it's it's worth it. I'm going to have to connect you to our uh, reporter, Natalie Moore, who also has strong opinions about Harold's locations. You all need to have a conversation Uh very soon. (laughs) (laughs) That's Stefan Biko, the new midday host at our sister station, Vocalo. You can catch him on air weekdays from 10 to 2, starting January 6th at 91.1 FM. Stefan, thanks for joining us and welcome. Thank you so much, Jen, for having me.
And that's it for today's Reset. We come back tomorrow for our Friday News Roundup. Three reporters will take us on a deep dive of the biggest local stories of the week. Until then, you can find us on Twitter. We're at WBEC Reset, and I'm at Jay White Pub Radio. I'm Jen White. Thanks for listening, and let's talk again soon. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.